0: Oh, yeah. Let's get weird.
1: Let's get weird.
0: (laughs) That was not the right response. Everybody, this is Vanessa.
2: Um, I am the Badger of the Bull and the Badger, and I'm April, and I'm the Bull. And you know what, Vanessa? I've been listening to, you know, the episodes that we cut and release because we have started releasing the episodes. It's very exciting. And um, should I be afraid
0: of what's next?
2: My question for you is: How did we come up with the name The Bull and the Badger? I do not remember
0: just there's gonna be deep silence I, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna talk over that silence that was probably gonna be there but really i think we just wanted something really catchy and obviously alliteration's catchy um i think i think it was like hey you're 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 like the bull and i'm like the badger i don't i don't even know it's not even related to the laundromat in any way yeah, like in terms it, of it like was
2: kind of totally random but i think that we just liked how it sounded it, yeah. So if any of you were wondering why it's called the Bull and the Badger, there really is no reason.
0: I think you should come up with your own um, like myth around that, actually. <laughs> so if you, the listener, have any ideas about how we came up with the Bull and the Badger, and it's better than it sounded good, please submit it to the Bull and the Badger Facebook.
2: Thanks. Can I just acknowledge that it's hot in here? And I think we're all really sweaty, <laughs> and it's going to get even sweatier. And you know why? Why? It's because we're talking about masculinity today. <laughs> wow! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, you didn't see that coming? Come no. on. <laughs> what, you thought it was because we are just going we to talk about how we're recording in the suburb? No. No, there has to be some other random reason <laughs> for us to be all like, woo, hot and bothered up in here. But, um, what? Where did that come from?
2: Did you, did you hear Why? what? Why? What? The hot and bothered. I don't know. Oh, the- wow. Hot and bothered. Okay. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I just That's not to a taste- mutual feeling, but I respect it. I won't judge it, and uh, we'll move on.
0: Thanks. Thanks, April.
2: <laughs> so uh, we took a little bit of a hiatus, and um, we are happy to be back after about a month and a half of not recording, and um, hopefully that will sort of explain if there are any even awkward, more, ugh. see, case in point. Even more awkward moments because we're a bit out of practice, but um, I'm excited. Are you excited?
0: I'm pretty excited. This is this is the beginning of something new. Um, since we've started recording, I think we've gotten a lot of cool response, um, and it's nice to see people interact with our podcast and things like that. So you know, keep up that kind of um, positive feedback, um, and we always welcome constructive criticism and you know what, even like your questions and any topics that you guys might be interested in hearing um, about, because there's so many things that we can be talking about. And we're just kind of choosing things that we like to riff on on a regular basis. But, um, you know, tell us, tell us what you want to hear about and we'll talk about it. And hopefully, uh, you know, we can keep having these kinds of interactions. So,
2: yay. So without further ado, let's just get to it. It's time um our topic is masculinity we have a guest Oh, we have a guest he's a very good friend of ours um often referred to as vanessa's twin not sure if you were ever aware of that eric but um okay you are yeah i was okay (laughs) (laughs) our very very good friend eric huang is here to school us on masculinity
1: Yeah, no pressure at all. (laughs) (laughs) He's actually
0: going to be speaking two octaves lower in a Liam Neeson voice for the rest of the podcast.
2: Do you have any instances where you're like, yeah, I was like super masculine that moment?
1: No. No.
2: <laughs> How would you rate yourself on like a scale of 1 to 10 with like 10 being like the like crazy like GI Joe like muscle band. Yeah. Crazy masculine. Like my little brother? Oh yeah. Your yeah, brother is ripped.
1: Yeah, he's super ripped. Well, he's he's actually he's um he's a part of, of like a volunteer firefighter and he's also taking tests to kind of join um the police force as well. So he's like oh, super wow. in shape and super cut and super ripped. So on a scale of Like zero to Andrew. (laughs) Um, I'd say I'm like a five or a six. Like, not, not a, yeah, not on the high end.
0: Wait, can I, can I ask first of all though, like, when men move through the day, do they have conscious thoughts about these kinds of things?
2: I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put something out there. Yeah, what's up? I would say like a hundred percent of the time. I don't know. I feel like there's such crazy, pressure on men to like constantly be a man or quote-unquote a man mm. and be masculine and kind of always like have to look over their shoulder you know and make sure that they're like even more than females i think to be fe- feminine yes even more than females wow what do you think Way in, please.
1: Uh, i don't know i feel like i generally have a pretty non-combative mindset <laughs> um but I, I do feel like um I know people who go out go throughout their days thinking like could I take this person in a fight or like um Wait,
0: is
2: it bad that I'm thinking
0: that too sometimes?
2: <laughs> I think that too a lot actually.
1: It's like, no I can totally
0: take that person.
2: No problem I just told someone recently that when I see a cute guy that I've never met before, I quickly do a calculation in my head. I'm like, who would beat who? And if like I can beat him, then I don't want to like I'm no longer interested in that person.
1: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting.
2: That's screwed up though. Like I don't know where that came from. Why? Like, yeah. Well, I think.
0: I mean, sorry to interrupt, Eric, but like, I think also you've talked about like um, when your dad was telling you and your sisters like growing up, like he he told you to act like like men in yeah. in the sense of like you know not letting anybody tell you who you, like, define you or, like, achievements and things yeah. like that. Well, I
2: mean, we literally, like, he would, we'd play games and he would be, like, walk like a man, talk like a man. And so we'd do, like, these funny, like, walks <laughs> each to show our dad, like, this is how a man walks. And it was, like, a game, mm. you know, it was kind of a fun thing, but it was also very ingrained, like, like, be a man, like, be as good as everybody, you know, every, like, male figure in your life. And I kind of do feel like my sisters and I were raised to be, like, grade a ball busters like just destroying men around us which by the way they <laughs> i mean like you and your sisters like
0: i would never ever describe you guys as tomboys like no like you guys don't have that male energy
2: that sometimes like oh you yeah. know women that are described as tomboys like kind of give off yeah well we're, we're pretty feminine i mean my sisters are more feminine than i am but yeah i don't know it's so it's, it's partly partly mentality then right yeah like, totally uh, interesting okay
0: know. sorry eric we're coming back to you. Hi, <laughs> welcome back. But so what were we so talking about? you you talked about like you have friends that go through like their day like going can I take that person Was it,
1: yeah yeah I think my brother is one of them um uh-huh, okay but the zero I, to Andrew yeah. yeah but for like I think for me it's it's I don't really get into that mindset unless I'm in a place where that dynamic is um like more obvious like at the gym for example mm. where it's like can i lift as much as this person and the answer is 90 percent of the time like no <laughs> <laughs> um but like every once in a while i'll be like oh yeah this person's just starting like i could take this person <laughs> like not in a fight but like on the bench press or something can
0: we, can we also talk
1: about in the business
0: room What's that? What, what's a business room? I have no idea. Oh. A place where things are of business are conducted, I guess. <laughs> but it, like in B school, did you feel like a sense of like? <laughs> 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 let's, let's just acknowledge that I could not. I was thinking in the courtroom, and in then the it just business in the Business. Yeah.
2: It's well, business. I, think, I think, it's business time. I'm gonna give you the
0: business in the business room. <laughs> oh man, this it's been der- derailed so many times. Well we're welcome back to the <gasps> so most awkward
2: poker Eric time. and I are both batting our heads. It's it's so it's hot. So hot. Is so it because of my hot. singing
0: is that awesome?
2: <laughs> well, um, okay, okay.
0: So yeah, in business school is there like um I know that Hold on, I'm school, sorry. Yeah?
2: I feel like we need what to give hand? our listeners a little more <laughs> background where Eric is our really good friend. Oh right. <laughs> we actually well, I've known Eric I don't know if we were really friends in middle school, but I remember remembering uh, you in middle school. Yeah, but we became like good friends in high school, and we've been friends ever since. And um, he recently graduated from business school. Mm-hmm. You feel what Anderson? School means, and um, recently had a birthday. Woo! So it's a very momentous time for our friend Eric. Which is why
0: we're we're having him question all things about masculinity. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I've always thought that. Um, and thank you for that background. I'm sorry that we missed that, but um, I've always found business school to be a very like male dominated kind of um, atmosphere, and like you know like you're encouraged even like and I know that Cheryl, what's the CEO of Yahoo or whatever, Cheryl Sanders or Sandberg.
1: Sanders yeah I'm gonna nod
0: <laughs> um like and she she had that like that that book lean in and like kind of like helping women redefine their role in um in the office and things like that and their roles in leadership. but I think business school is still very traditionally <sighs> um male is that correct?
1: Uh, yeah, it's very, very male and very, very white. Oh. Um, so i I think that a lot of Kind of what people traditionally think about as as masculinity um, comes a lot from what white people think masculinity is. Um, and I feel like that's the type of masculinity that's very valued within business school, being very assertive and very aggressive. Um, Everyone kind of struts around a little bit, and um, there's a little bit of like a peacock dance. I feel like. Mm. Um, I'm so, imagining
0: yeah. that actually, and yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like no, people just good. like you know, like everyone has like a theme music when they're well,
1: like, <laughs> like. I mean, I feel like the, the the first few weeks of business school, everyone's like, "Well, what did you do before you came?" You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So it's like. I would, I
2: would have such a. Uh, that's not my environment. I'd have a difficult time there. Mm. Um. But speaking of my sisters and our masculinity, my sister went to the same B school that you went to. Woot! And uh, she's good at that. Just that kind
0: of, like, like that's, that sorting, that kind of, like, okay, I have to display this. I mean, is there anybody in business school who's not trying to, like, trying to work against that kind of more male, white male-dominated culture, or...?
1: Um, I'm trying to think... Um. You know the only the only people I, I I really think that aren't trying to aspire to that are people who are um, maybe just um well like hmm it's a great question
2: <laughs> um, well well maybe to backtrack and uh-huh. give yourself some some more like time to think about that question like what are more like traditional quote unquote white notions of masculinity and and are there other ones that you think should be considered notions of masculinity or just valued higher than they are?
1: Uh uh-huh. um well, I feel like in terms of white notions of masculinity, my 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 um my experience with it always goes back to like kind of this this kind of hookup culture and this like the idea of like female conquest and going out and like, Getting into people's beds and then being like really buff and ripped and, then and what and Eric pushing people around <laughs> like getting into detail
2: <laughs> and then playing like Monopoly and stuff. Uh
1: huh. Oh yeah. I can't hear myself. Oh there it is. There I'm back. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah. That's kind of what I typically think about, and it's. It's interesting because I, I feel like as. Um, as an. As an Asian male, that's not something that I see ascribed to myself uh, in the media, um, and, and on the one hand, I feel like that's okay because that isn't necessarily what I feel like masculinity um, is for me. But on the other hand, I feel like, like by not r- pursuing these ideals, I'm like letting the white people win <laughs>
2: <Does> <laughs> at that their make, own does, game. Does that you make mean?
1: sense? It's like I almost have to, like, go extra hard on those ideals Mm -hmm. to, like, prove I have some sort of masculinity that is accepted by culture or recognized by kind of the dominant, like, mainstream culture.
2: So how, like, what has you done with that, like... What are the things that you're trying to like push extra hard like to uh, prove yourself? Yeah. Not that you're doing this all the time, but yeah, in yeah, the yeah. moments that you do.
1: Yeah, the moments that I do. I think I have a I have a very naturally like dynamic voice range.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well like it
1: goes from like it can go from really, really low to like uh-huh. really, really high. Do it. Um what do you, what do you mean? Like, just do it? Yeah. Like, just like, I can talk really down here. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, I could go really up high, right? Um, and, like, when I get excited, my voice tends to go up higher and yeah. I talk more quickly. Yeah. But I've noticed that. Like a that, girl. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> just kidding.
2: Just kidding. yeah, but
0: that's, that's the, that's their mentality, right? right?
1: And I feel like part of that is that, like, I grew up within a culture and a language that has, like, these tonal variations, and I'm very used to expressing myself using all these different tones, like, I speak Mandarin, um, as well as English, um. Mm -hmm. And and so I feel like that's part of it. And then when I'm kind of uh, in business school circles or like in the gym or like at the bar, I notice that I'll like suddenly drop my voice and like try to talk a little more deeply, which isn't normal for me at all, you know? And it's like, sounds like I'm constipated. <laughs> but like, I think that's like one example. Yeah. Of, I also of, sound of like I'm constipated when I drop my voice. Right, but like, but like, people have noticed, and they're like, "You're like, you're not talking the way you usually do." And it's like, well, you know,
0: who usually calls that out?
1: Um, well, your classmates usually, usually, usually people I'm I'm a little more close to, and, I, and I'm a little more comfortable just using my regular tone of voice around. Um, but like, what I sound for for example, what I sounded like in my summer internship is very different. from what I sound like um, when I'm not, when I'm like just hanging out.
0: Oh, it's weird, like a different kind of code switching, not just like language code switching or oh, yeah. like, like uh, whatever physical like behaviors, but actually like the tone of your voice.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because I feel like also um, being a, a pretty young person, there's this kind of you, you want to seem also older and more mature and... Um, like, you want to be perceived as a as a man and not as a boy. Um, Do you
2: think it happens naturally, or are you, like... Is it more conscious when that happens?
1: Oh. You know, I, I feel like what it is, is it... I think it has something... It's, like, it's tied to the level of threat in the environment, <laughs> yeah. I almost feel like. Yeah. Where it's, like, a defense mechanism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's... I feel like it's really easy um, when you don't conform to certain ideals for people to pick at those things that that don't necessarily conform so it's like i'm just gonna try to make myself not stick out as much as i can um in bad ways um or just in different ways (laughs) yeah so i think it's it's like one of those things where i just want to fly under the radar
0: Hmm. yeah that's like almost like a larger even discussion you know about you know, like not only you know are you Asian American and younger, but like there's just different things that we have to do to kind of, kind of like zebra and camouflage in or whatever. Yeah. I, know yeah, yeah. I used a zebra. Could have been anything. Yeah. But. Yeah.
2: To <laughs> zebra in. <laughs> zebra in. <laughs> right. Zebra
0: go. Oh uh, wait, and actually, um, I think, uh, uh. April brought up an interesting question, like, you know, like, okay, so there's these these white notions of masculinity, but what are some, like, more Asian-American notions of masculinity? Or or just Asian, like, because you talked about in Responsibility. Mandarin-
1: oh. Right? Like, letting your parents live with you when they grow old, <laughs> and taking care of them financially. Hmm. Um Yeah, I don't know. Um, Do
0: you think those were kind of like um, explicit or were they more implicit kind of things? Like you noticed that, you know, your dad did this or your uncles or, who you know, whoever were those examples of masculinity. Yeah, like what are
2: your... If you were to look at the males in your life growing up or just now, like what is your portrait of like Asian or Asian-American masculinity?
1: That's a really great question. Um, I, I feel like... See, I have a, I have a, I have an interesting circumstance because at at my, at my home, I, I've almost, I have a kind of strained relationship with my dad, um, and part of it is just like, we just got into a lot of fights as I was growing up, um, and, and so, um, like, it, it's almost like there are things about him because our relationship is strained. I've come to define masculinity as like the opposite of that, uh-huh. which is kind of messed up
0: right <laughs> you've come to define masculinity well, as opposite of that
2: or like
1: like like um
2: I, like, like you willfully want to see masculinity as not not that,
1: that right oh. so like things like um like being able to have control of a household or a conversation without needing to raise your voice or resort to being physical um is something that i um associate with um, a, a masculinity that I saw in, like, my diff- my various different uncles, um, you know, being very wise and being able to talk people through things without having to resort to, like, yelling matches, um, you know, being... Um, having an innate sense of what the other person is going through and being able to empathize um, and, and to be, be, like, being persuasive, um, I think, is, is something else. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Um, being... A and, and this is going to sound a, a little sexist, but like being um, like a primary source of income for the family and being able to you know support one's family and also you know one's parents back at home. Um, yeah, those are those are th- the kinds of things that I feel like I grew up with valuing. Um, yeah. Sorry, hold on,
2: just a second. Just maybe this might closer. Be
1: easier. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, How about you, Vanessa? Like what would your portrait of an Asian or Asian-American masculine person be?
0: Yeah, I think there is a sense of, like, multi-generational support. And um, something that I know uh, my dad has consciously been doing, and then actually, like, later on in our lives, like, explicitly told us, was, like, you know, he wanted to... Make sure that we saw him doing the dishes or specific like ch- uh, household chores that I think um, maybe in his day growing up were seen very much as women's work, um, and like at least there was there was still like in our family that sense of like okay the women in the kitchen the men are like kind of watching football but like he's 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 trying to also. Changed that for us by yeah like like I said doing the dishes or cooking a lot for us or um, and then encouraging um, like the other younger guys in the house to do that too so like my brother and my cousins they all kind of pitch in when they're you know they're asked and I, I think it's 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 a really nice thing actually to to have that kind of again that sense of equalization versus like very strict gender roles. Um but in terms of, like an Asian sense, like I I'm not sure I have that. Like this is an Asian American, you know, sense of masculinity and then this is in a white American. Like that for me was a lot harder just cuz I think I grew up more americanized, you know. Um we didn't you t- you touched on how you have a dynamic range in your voice because you speak mandarin and so I don't have like like a culturation kind of you know, like, mm-hmm. a lot of the Asian American things that we did, it was very much, like, uh, yeah, it wasn't as conscious. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to, like, really think about it. Like, even the way that, um, you know, I think it's, it's like, all tied up in, like, different things. Like, the way that we don't throw away things. <laughs> like, <laughs> is that because, you know, you know, one of my parents grew up poor, you know, like, or, or because my grandma went through the depression, you know, like, I don't know where the, some of those things come from sometimes, but what about, what about for you, April? Uh,
2: I think that when I think of an Asian notion of masculinity or specifically for me, that's more applicable to be like an Asian immigrant um, notions of what an Asian man is, it's largely silent and judging and disappointed <laughs> mm. <laughs> and quietly stressed <laughs> mm. <laughs> and just not enjoying life and occasionally enjoying life but like for the most part like just getting through it and like sticking to the cause and like you know um there's one day i don't know if you're there eric i think maybe you weren't there but i was walking down the street um near our hometown with one of my best friends and another guy, and it was, like, it was by Beantown. Oh, okay. But it was, like, the Mexican restaurant that was, like, a couple doors down, mm-hmm. and they have outside seating, and then I saw these three older Asian men sitting there, and just kind of sitting back, and then one had, like, a sweater tied around his shoulders, you know, and then they were, like, eating chips and salsa, and I couldn't stop staring at them, <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, what is going on? They're Asian men, who seem to look like immigrants you know i'm making an assumption and they're just sitting outside and enjoying the day <laughs> like <laughs> i it does not compute in my mind like why aren't they like working on something <laughs> or like something being in the house. really pissed that like for whatever reason just whatever reason you know like whatever reason there is to be angry sorry mm. like why not why aren't they like stressed and like actively expecting more of the people around them <laughs> why are they just eating chips and salsa like i seriously stare at them for like 20 minutes and i'm like i don't get what's happening here mm-hmm.
1: well it's because they were hanging out with their friends right that, yeah. that that's sort of um, disapproval is something that they reserve for their families.
2: <laughs> well, no, and the fact that they had friends, I was like, "Oh, why yeah. is there more than one? <laughs> mm-hmm. Why are there more than one joining?" Like, they're like, I don't necessarily ever see like socializing, you know. And so, like, that portrait was very, very like jarring to me. And I mean, like, I was laughing and like kind of joking with Andy. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally know what you mean," you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess. That was what I think of when I think of like an Asian man, or at least like an Asian immigrant man, and um,
0: and a lot of their happiness is like subsumed in somebody
2: else's happiness. Is that? Is well, that? I don't know where the word happiness comes in. Oh, <laughs> it's not
1: about happiness; it's about duty, <laughs> exactly <and> obligation.
2: One hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So maybe not so much Asian American, but at least like Asian immigrant men. Um. And I totally understand that like my, what I, what I'm understanding at least like with this podcast and having these conversations is that what my view is of certain things, I always assumed was everybody else's view. Like I always thought like I was talking to our friend about this and I'm like, didn't you grow up like this too? Like, I thought that you grew up just like this. And she was like, no, April, Like (laughs) this is not just, this is not everybody. I was like, oh, Okay. I guess I have to change my mindset. I guess when I think about Asian American males, like, I mean, it's just everything is so dynamic and changing, you know? Like, I don't know. I think I feel. There, didn't you remember we saw this one comedian that one time Ali Wong she's like really awesome she's this Asian American young woman comedian oh I
0: think you you and I oh, went together
2: yeah and um, she has this joke about like you know I really I really want like I really feel like you know my Asian brothers aren't getting any love you know and I feel like you know all these Asian women are like choosing to be with white guys instead of instead of Asian guys and she's like you know but I just want to say like here are the things that make Asian guys awesome like like, no body hair. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, Asian guys don't have bo. Like, you know what they do have, or you know what they do smell like? Parental approval, <laughs> <laughs> responsibility. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm totally stealing your jokes. But like, I don't know. Do you feel like you're you come up against stuff like that when it comes to like dating?
1: Um, when it comes to dating, I haven't dated in a while. Um, but I, I, I have n- like, like when I'm hanging out with other friends who are maybe hairier than I am, they'll be like, do you shave your legs? I'm like, no, <laughs> I just don't have very much leg hair. Like I'm not that kind of Asian. I have, I have, I have, um, like roommates yeah. who are Korean, who are able to like grow like just <laughs> ridiculous, hair? like mustaches and beards.
2: What's that like? And I don't know. <laughs> are, they cat? are they good? Are they them. nice and lush?
1: Yeah, yeah. they're they like well manicured and like <laughs> yeah, no, they're like well manscaped and it's just like really nice. And I've never been able to do that. <laughs> it's like no shave for November for me is just like every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 I, I oftentimes feel like like the ability to grow hair is somehow sometimes also tied to masculinity. That, like, yeah, there's something that puts hair on your chest. It's like, uh, what? Yeah. Hair on my chest? <laughs> hair grows
0: <laughs> on chest? It's like, what? <laughs>
1: that sounds
0: scratchy. Yeah. Uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I guess that's... that's. Uh, you, you know what I have noticed is that, like, there there will be times when, when I did go on dates where I'd go on dates with... Um, like, certain people who maybe weren't Asian, and then we'd get ourselves into a conversation about, like, anime, and then all of a sudden their eyes would light up, and they'd get really, really, really excited about it. And then at that point, I feel like, like different red flags would go up in my mind, or does it just start assuming that's like, are you only dating me because you're into Asian guys? Like, what's going on? Like, oh, is okay, like so a fetishism. Oh, okay, so you're dating a white
2: girl who's or like,
1: into anime, like, yeah, or like just like um, it's been like 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 white white girls or black girls or
2: oh, like like non Asian girls.
1: girls. And, so and, that and happens to guys too, like the, that fetishization, right? Well, like sometimes, sometimes, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, wow. But it's like
1: it's yeah, it's weird.
2: So how do you like react to that? Um like sometimes I just
1: start trying to steer the conversation away from things that aren't Asian, like in general. Um and and that's usually helpful because it it's usually not that difficult because I feel like the most of the stuff that has the most coverage is, like, Japanese culture. And so I'm just like, yeah, I'm not that kind of Asian. And then we, like, can move on. Even though I'm, like, secretly a huge anime nerd, it's just, like, sometimes I get weird about talking about it yeah. with people I've only just met. Yeah. Because, like, I, I don't know if there's, like, a, an exoticization of, like, Asian things or if it's, like, they're just really into... You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. yeah so where's that line? Like, where do you start, like, indicting someone for being, like, a fetishist or, like...
1: Oh, I, you know, I, I, I feel like I give a lot less, it's, it's it's sound horrible, but I feel like I give a lot less slack to people who aren't Asian, especially when it's dating. Um, because I, I tend to meet people when I'm dating, um, like through online websites where there's not very much to go on. And so, um... I I oftentimes jump to that assumption. Um, I don't know, know if that's necessarily the right assumption to jump to. It probably isn't most of the time. But I feel like I'm just I don't know for some reason that's something that worries me.
0: You've never gone down the rabbit hole to just see just see how far the actual fetishization
1: goes? goes. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, like, like I, I've been to like well, you see, it, it's it's. I've been to, like, a, uh, a girl's place where it's, like, you walk in and there are just, like, anime figurines everywhere. But, like, but, like, and, like, K well, like, yeah, K-pop artists, posters and stuff. and But, like, at that point, it's, like, uh, I don't know if you're just really, really into anime and or if it's, like, a, a legitimate fetishization of it. Like, you like it just because it's Asian or you just like it because it's cute. Well, I
2: mean, I think that, and, like, you know, they have this intense interest in like, they might have this intense interest in anime or other Asian things, but then like, whether they are fetishizing you or not, like you can more easily tell, like, do they, are they interested in what you're saying as Uh a person, you know, like, can you have conversations that are not about that? Like, are they not just like totally obsessed with the way that your Asian features, you know, Uh like,
1: yeah, 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 I, I, Hmm. That's a great question.
2: Because the whole idea of fetishization is that it's an objectification. Right. You know, so if you're totally denying someone's, like, humanity and, like, complexity, and just seeing them as, like, an object to stare at, you know, because of, you know, your physical appearance, Mm -hmm. then that would probably rightly be, like, a fetishization or objectification. But if they're enjoying you as a whole person...
1: Then, yeah, Yeah. they're probably not
2: fetishizing you. Yeah. Unless Uh, you get a creepy feeling that you are being fetishized, and then it doesn't really matter, you know. You should probably go with your gut.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I feel like there's only been one person that I've dated who has, like, actually come out and said, like, I'm really into Asian guys. And, like, at that point, it's like, oh, okay.
2: I <laughs> mean, that's a good thing. <laughs> well, it's just like
1: it's it's, oh. it's 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 weird, right? It's like yeah. like I'm I'm like an interchangeable part,
2: right? Um, yeah, exactly.
1: So I feel like that that's only that has only really happened to me once, where someone has just come out and said that. Yeah. Mm. Um, um, what
0: was the conversation
1: right after that? Um, okay. And then, end. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, try to change it to something else. It was like really awkward. And then, like um, the
2: headboard knocking against the wall. <laughs> oh, okay. The most intense Monopoly game ever.
1: There you go. Sorry, I
0: meant, didn't mean to cut you off.
1: But... No worries. Yeah. Did you? Did you no, want to add something? I, that's it.
0: Speaking of K-pop posters and things of that nature, I've noticed that a lot of, like, the Asian aesthetic for a good-looking guy is very different, um, or pretty different from what, um, like, a popular white male's look is. It's a lot more feminine, actually.
1: Well, and I would say that's true, especially in Asia. Um, But I, I almost feel like... It's it's not something that I see a lot of like Asian American friends of mine doing in the US. Mm. And I I don't know if that's because that's just not something that's caught on or if there's like not kind of that alternative masculine ideal that's present in those Asian countries to uh aspire to that is that runs very counter to that style of fashion or, you know, Way of carrying yourself.
2: Hmm.
0: Does
1: that make and I sense? I feel like
2: that's why, like, especially in like the Asian countries, like the women are so infantilized because it's like, and no, this is my theory, but like I feel like you know, like that the baby voices and like oh, da, yeah. da, da, and all this stuff because like the men are not as like quote unquote like Western you know notions of masculinity, and so like for men to be more masculine women need to be more feminine oh. so feminine that it's almost like infantilization you know like un
1: like
0: helpless even
1: like helpless or... and
2: like like baby like you know like or little girls like don't you i don't know yeah
1: yeah that's really annoying
0: <laughs> <laughs> well have you i mean like have you interacted with males or females who are kind of like believe in that kind of Different, almost opposite end of that culture, where it's like, yeah, like you're pushing certain, you know, women in a certain direction because,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I have noticed that primarily with my I have a cousin, um, um, Maggie, um, who, um, recently moved to the U.S. to attend college, Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of kind of her notions of femininity, um, skew more towards that direction. Um where it it's it's kind of you know n- needing someone else to make the first move and um, um, wanting someone to take care of her um, and 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 those sorts of ideas um, yeah and, and and yeah, I don't I haven't really thought too much about it, but that's what I observed. <laughs> um, I, and I, and I, 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 yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, know it makes me feel, it makes me feel an, a, annoyed, but I'm not sure right. why.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, huh. let's unpack it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> why do you think, Eric? Now,
1: <sighs> why do I think it's annoying to yeah. me? Um, I don't, I don't know. Do you like a deep-voiced woman. Um, well, it's, it's, hmm, I, I, I almost feel like it's, it's, like, I feel like there are people who can do things, <laughs> and, and the, 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 the some, that, that might, um, like, people who I know like that, or, or my cousin is sometimes selling herself short by, by waiting for someone, for someone else to kind of do things that, that she can rightly do by herself, mm-hmm. um, I almost feel like it's, um, it's almost like a, like a, like a different kind of like, almost like a power play where it's like, I want to see how many things I can get a guy to do for me that I can do for myself because it's like, maybe it's a different source of feminine power. Um, um, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't, I don't. Yeah.
2: Oh, tell the <laughs> parallel parking story. It's <laughs> my favorite Eric story. Oh um, my
1: gosh, I need to know. The parallel parking. Well, I, uh, so we were we were I, I was with a group and we were kind of hiking um and if you know like when you go up to a hike oftentimes at the trailhead there aren't a lot of different places to park. Right. Um and so um a lot of people end up just parking along the side of the road. And so um I was coming out and um I saw this person trying to parallel park and she was um like white blonde beautiful person um who um was like couldn't get her car she had a lot of space um, but just couldn't get her car like in the space Yikes. and so I like pulled up as I was leaving and I was like well here's what you want to do like you want to get your car to about parallel start turning this way start turning the other way <laughs> And she like start from the beginning. Right, right. <laughs> I was like trying to be helpful. Um and she like looks at me and she's like, "Do you want to just do it for me?" <laughs> and I feel like my my reaction to that was like, this is probably like a beautiful privileged person who's been able to just get people to do stuff for her all the time, and she probably feels entitled to like just have people hand her things um, so I was like no I'm not gonna do it for you like learn how to do things for yourself and then like sped off which <laughs> 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 is like the opposite of like the like, like, like the, a guy the chivalrous to, like, guy yeah. who like <laughs> is supposed to like I'm just, do it yourself like learn how to f- f- accomplish things of your, own <laughs> of your own power
0: use your efforts <laughs> Seriously, like learn
1: something. Guess
0: what? <laughs> Taught her how to fish that day.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Except she kept coming up with boots. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. 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 I guess I mean like yeah. those <laughs> ideas of masculinity are definitely tied to like femininity, right? If you could get rid of like a popular notion of masculinity that exists in like maybe ma- more mainstream culture, what would it be?
1: Uh oh. Hmm. I think it would be. I think height. Yeah. Oh. I. I don't. I don't like that one because I feel like it's. It's like.
2: How tall are you, Eric?
1: I don't know. I'm like five eight and a half, five nine.
2: <laughs> five eight and a half.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like, like if I stand up straight, I look shorter. Um, because I You're stretch tall. a lot. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm like uh somewhere between. I'm like, usually I, I usually measure up at five nine. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go to the the. The, um... Doctor? Doctors. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> but I usually say, like, five eight and a half because I slouch. Yeah. Um, so it makes me look a little shorter. Huh. But yeah. So but I'm not like get rid shortcut. of height? Yeah, it's just like, I feel like it's the one thing, or, or it's one of many things that, like, people have absolutely no control over. Hmm. Um, and it's just, like, so unfair. Um, and, and, and I'm saying that not as, like, a necessarily, like, short person, um... But, yeah, i I've seen friends who are who are shorter who feel like they need to overcompensate in so many different ways um to be viewed as a kind of viable like dating partner, be mm-hmm. it if they explore like their more humorous side or if they're just like super fit yeah. um but yeah, I feel like that's really really unfortunate that there's like this you know this uh the way that height is tied to. Um, masculinity or attractiveness or um, authority.
0: Actually, yeah, no, that's actually a big... I mean, not a pet peeve for me so much um, for me, because I'm a short Asian female, and that's kind of just expected, which, okay, that's that's a pet peeve, that people expect me to be short, and then, therefore then start to lean on me like I'm some kind of... (laughs) (laughs) wall (laughs) or (laughs) something? So uncool. Anyway, uh... And then but you're people, so
2: comfortable with it. <laughs> know. I know.
0: Like I am quite, you know, the steady presence in their lives as their five foot one wall, whatever. But but like I I had I was talking to this girl and we found out that she knew my brother somehow and she's like, Oh yeah, that short guy. And I was like, What? I like I almost freaked out on her. Because I don't never think of my brother as short. She's he's like six or seven inches taller than me. And like th- for her to think of him as a short guy, like, bothered me a lot. I mean, I guess... That's how he's, like, labeled. I know. And, and it, identified. Yeah, and I was like, there's all these other, like, really, like, manly qualities about him. Obviously, he's, like, you know, he's he's probably closer to the eight or nine scale of zero to
1: Andrew. Right. But, like, you well, know... and he used to play football, too, right? Yeah, he used to play football.
0: Yeah. And it's like, okay, so that's not what makes him, like, a good man or anything, or what makes him masculine, necessarily, is that he's fit, or whatever those qualities are you know supposedly but the fact that he was in her mind the short guy i was like whoa that's awkward and weird to say that to his sister <laughs> was just like, also he was like an asian frat so like how tall was everybody <laughs> I Just how so i totally i totally hear you on the height thing where it's like those physical indicators that like like you either change that as a source of masculinity or you change the definition of what is masculine. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. you know, what is,
2: blank, Yeah, right? I mean, like, and, like, just talking about masculinity is already kind of uncomfortable, at least for me, because, like, it seems like the ideas of masculinity and femininity should just sort of be, like, let go, you know? Because the things that are admirable in people should be admirable in everybody, you know? And the things that are not admirable should be it should be the same across the board you know so like because I was thinking in my head like okay what are some things that we that should fall under masculinity like what does like be a man mean you mm. know but then like I'm thinking of things in my head I'm like no that should be for everybody like everybody should be I'm sorry for the noise people my dog is like pretending to dig
1: dig for treasure
2: anyway um, so when I think about within my head I'm like what should be considered quote unquote masculine and like i really do think that it should be you know qualities that are valued across the board including like you know you know the ability to make decisions and like stand by your decisions you know and not like waffle or like um qualify or whatever you know and like or not victimize yourself but like really like just make a decision stand by it no matter what the consequences are you know like that's kind of what pops into my head when i think of like you know be a man but then i'm like well everybody should be able to do that you know um can you think of anything else that when you think of like what you think should be like masculine or or whatever valued well it's funny because like
0: you were talking earlier about like how you think of you know, Asian American male, you know, like, just, like, that masculinity is defined by, like, silent disapproval sometimes, <laughs> and, like, duty. I, I do want someone who is strong, but doesn't need to, like, you know, like, what we're talking about, be assertive, and openly assertive, like, um, like, the security that comes from, like, 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 a lot of inner strength or, like, inner confidence about something. Like, you were talking about, oh, someone who stands by their decisions. I want someone that I can dialogue with because they're secure that, you know, um, that, you know, if, if someone wants to challenge them, you know, they're not threatened by that, you know? They're not, so that there's, like, it, it doesn't even have to be, like, he has to, like, bend to, like, oh, yeah, well, like, I, I'm not asking for a pushover. I'm asking for someone to have, like, a great dialogue with and not, not like, a battle, you know? Because sometimes that's what it feels like a lot of times is, like, a battle. Like, sometimes when I'm at work, I feel like I have to go into battle with certain people, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I mentally prepare myself, and I'm like, I have to stand firm because this is my job. Like, this is what I have to go out and do, and I have to get it from someone who doesn't want to comply to this thing that I have to enforce, you know? And so, like, I just want to deal with, you know, people who aren't going to, like, try to work around me, but who want to try to work with me, you know, Mm -hmm. and not against me. So that's kind of, like, what I would want from someone who I want to either, you know, be a man or, you know, a woman, a woman colleague even.
2: Yeah, like, man, I have to tell you, going on dates, like... More often than not, maybe it's just the quality of people that I'm dating or something. <laughs> maybe it's like, like, leave something to be desired. But I've encountered so many times guys being threatened by me. Whether it's like my education level or like what I do is, is for my career or like what my hobbies are or what my like... Um, just anything. Anything about me, like more often than not, you see a guy... Who kind of like gets quiet and goes, Oh, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, I don't even think that I'm like that great. I'm just, you know, I'm just don't, I don't need someone to be like, Oh my God, that's amazing, you know, but just kind of be like, Oh, cool, you know, like that's real, that's a really cool thing. How did you get into that? Or this is something similar that I'm doing, or this is not something, this is something completely different that I'm doing, but as equally excited about, you know, um, like, I would say more often than not, it's guys who like show their insecurities very quickly. And like, I just wish that that weren't the case because it's like really disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) So you kind of see their
0: non-engagement as being threatened. Is that what you're saying?
2: No, I mean, it's not that they're like bored. It's that you see the insecurity in their eyes. Like it's very clear what that is that is and like or like put down what i do mm-hmm. for no reason other than the fact that they feel threatened by it you know mm-hmm. um like i'm supposed to be 100% marveling at their lives and like and and i can't have anything going on in my life like that's the only way that they'll feel feel secure in their lives or their accomplishments or whatever
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that seems like really like kind of insidious cuz it's so subtle like I don't know. I always feel like guys are threatened by my humor a lot Mm -hmm. because I tend to tease and be sarcastic, and they pull back. Like, I've had, like, actual conversations where, like, guys are like, hmm, you know, like, and they're just, like, they don't... They can't keep up with the banter, and so they just kind of back off. Yeah,
2: because, like, the traditional notions of femininity are girls who cover their mouths while they giggle at what the guy (laughs) says, you know? Mm. Which is, like, reinforced in every single, like you know, romantic comedy or whatever that you see, like just a guy, like being goofy and joking and the girl going, you know, like. (laughs) That was a particularly
0: feminine laugh, by the way.
2: (laughs) And hey, I love funny guys, you know, and I love, you know, all that stuff. But like, they should be able to be able to, they should be able to accept and celebrate a woman who plays at their level.
1: Mm -hmm. Sorry, I, I feel, feel like, like oh, no, no, no. I feel like a lot of what you guys have been talking about—the um, like the assertiveness as well as kind of the the insecurity—I feel like a lot of that comes down to like confidence um, and like the ways people express their confidence. Because I feel like everyone's insecure about. Things on different levels, but I feel like it's it's like that that being able to um, what you were talking about earlier, Vanessa, about engaging other people and and talking to them without feeling like you're going to war. I feel like that's like a, a a a a a measure of that person's confidence that they feel like they're secure enough in who they are that they don't need to put other people down in order to make them feel better, or they don't feel like they have to engage. In a pissing contest to prove themselves, um, yeah, and I feel like it, 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 it I think it, it has to say a lot about where that person's mind is, because I feel like um, I think like what I was saying earlier about like being at the gym, like something about going there triggers that threat level for me, and for one reason or another, I feel like I have to turn something on, and um, I think with people who go through their lives like, just with the confidence that, like, I'm who I am, and that's okay, that they never feel like they need to engage that, like, I think that's really admirable. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah.
2: Absolutely. Something to aspire to. Someone who is just confident in exactly who they are, and, like, doesn't need to do some weird power thing. Yeah. 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 And those people are are very cool, and I wish I was like that, too. I mean, like I know, like, there are moments when I go into, like, weird defensive modes and stuff, and, like, with that, and, like, it's, I know that it's happening when it's happening, and then in my head, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, what am it, I doing, it. you know? But it still, like, continues. <laughs> We're like, what are some examples where I'm not myself, but I feel like I have to... Oh, one thing I do is, like, I, I want... To... And a lot of girls do this, and I have said things here and there about how I don't respect girls like this but I do it every now and then so I shouldn't you know criticize others for doing it but like I try to be like that guy girl like guy mm. like who's like says bad words and tells dirty jokes and like all yeah, that like stuff. you can go toe-to-toe with a guy kind of mentality yeah exactly and I like I know when it's happening, I'm like, stop telling me stupid, dirty jokes, like, <laughs> what's the point of this? But it's like, I'm uncomfortable, you know, mm-hmm. and I have to like,
1: yeah, it's for that, some
2: reason, be more masculine.
1: It's that walk like a man, talk like a man, training, kicking. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs>
0: that kind of brings me to my next question because like i think that like even though we're kind of like i wouldn't say we're man bashing but we are identifying things that like tend to annoy us when we're in confrontations and not comfortable situations with a guy who may be insecure and i think like for females like like we're also very insecure and so like you that's partly that battle mode is like you're not secure, right? You talked about mm-hmm. how much confidence you go into like a situation and stuff like that. I'm wondering, like, how do we help each other just feel like more confident about who we are? Like, I, I want to comes d- from inside, Vanessa. Oh shoot, inner, you can cannot teach. <laughs> I cannot. I don't best, know. best quality. Worst <laughs> quality crap. Because like, it's like, uh, I mean, obviously, there's an inner thing that has to happen, like a mentality change. But I'm wondering, like. You know before I go you know empower like you know my my male friends or my female friends like to be you know like to not act in insecure ways like what do I need to be doing to also like not act in insecure ways because I don't have to like take my joking that far like I, I definitely get into a lot of arguments with guys about certain things where I feel like I have to take them down a peg like I'm like oh. Really? You just made that generalization? Well, let's talk about it. Like, where'd you get your facts? You know, like, just, I just, I just Whoa, like... Where'd you I get, get to, your
2: facts? I just kind of have to, like... Calling guys out.
0: Just, I just want to break them down. Because, like, <laughs> I feel like people just make assumptions and then they make overarching statements that don't have a lot of, like logic behind them but they read an article once and mm-hmm. that kind of bs like makes me so angry or i don't know i can't really identify like if if i find a guy is, is shrinking from the sarcasm maybe i'll bring it harder mm-hmm. because like they can't do keep you find up.
2: that this happens more with guys than with girls
0: no I, I think i definitely call out females for like making like
1: equally like, but I, I've noticed I don't that know. I feel like when you do do that, it's it's less uh, a, a dominance thing and more of like a righteous indignation thing, like 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 there's something inherently like morally wrong, like injustice like that you need to write. that they said, and you're just like kind of need to open their minds. A little.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I'm I'm zeroing in on a like a very specific conversation that I told April about where like I had a, a, a very heated t- discussion, and it, it seems appro- inappropriate now, like where I was having it because it was like over coffee, like the coffee welcome station at my church, like <laughs> like and oh, it was yeah, it yeah, was yeah. over the definition oh. of the word Oriental. And why, why <laughs> it was, in my opinion, Eric is wagging his finger, just like a like bad. Like it was still has a negative connotation. It still has very racist connotations. And then to be told that I had come from like a liberal education and that's why I felt that way. Boom! I was off. Like I just hit the ground running and my voice was raised. And that goes against my principles of like well. You know, like, if we just had, like, a really calm conversation, maybe we could have gotten somewhere. But I, I was
2: reactive. Well, you can't, yeah. I mean, you can't blame yourself for that. Like, that is personal, and it's hit a nerve, and you <laughs> reacted. Like, it's natural. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: I guess, I guess. but even in other interactions, too, where, like, like, even, I guess, the other type of thing, where I'm more sarcastic, or I'm more likely to pick on something about them... And then they have no response. Like, how can I, you know, like, and I'm saying me, but like people in general, like, how can we be more supportive of like our confidence and, you know, how we perceive ourselves or.
2: Well, I don't think we're talking about masculinity anymore, but. Woo! Well, I mean, I guess we are because Eric brought up the good point of the link between, like, what do we think, like, be a man is and it's generally, like, you know, have self-confidence mm-hmm. and that it shouldn't just be a masculine notion. It should be a notion for everybody. But, um... Where was I going with that? Oh, what do we do to help have confidence so that we don't, like, do these weird power things mm-hmm. that are often um, associated with masculinity and femininity? Um... I think like sometimes, oh, you know, it's terrible when I'm like flipping through fashion magazines hmm. and stuff and I just like feel awful about myself and I'm like, oh, I'm not like pretty or whatever or, you know, have a good body or anything like that. And I feel really terrible. But then like, I, and for some reason, it's always fashion magazines because <laughs> <laughs> they're just like you ideals know, ideals of, of beauty. Um, and a very specific set of ideals, right? Yeah. But then I just kind of always, always have to remind myself, like, seriously April, like, you are just you and there is nothing else that you can be except for you and so, like, just be happy with that or, like, accept yourself, you know and, like, that kind of acceptance leads to confidence, I suppose I don't know, is that relatable or
0: Yeah, I mean, but, like even when you're talking about you personally, like, and not or like when you read fashion magazines, that's what kind of sets you off. Like, would you then just stop reading fashion magazines? Like, what is it that, like, in a practical sense, like, has helped you?
2: Why is that not practical?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it is. But like, so do you have you stopped reading
2: fashion magazines altogether, or like? No, because that's just avoidance. Mm-hmm. Like. Okay. I mean, I still like things about it, even though they're sort of enforcing certain things. But like, I like fashion. I don't understand fashion. Ideas, but that's okay. <laughs> um, like, you know, I like like ideas of like how you know, like clothes fit together and stuff like that, um, or kind of knowing what's sort of going on right now. Um, so I don't want to avoid the topic just because I feel threatened by it. You know, like like you need to exist in life and 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 interact with things and not avoid them, unless they're like really terrible things, right, like drugs or something like that, but, um, terrible drugs, (laughs) um, but, you know, just like, like, just kind of arm yourself with the confidence and self-acceptance that will bring you through any situation, because, I don't know, like just the just yesterday I was like hanging out with my family for a function and like I always feel terrible after I leave like because I feel the same way that fashion magazines make me feel like I feel like unattractive and like <coughs> I need to like work out way more or whatever like and I just feel horrible about myself but like what can I do like just kind of have to accept you know does that make sense is that what you're looking for?
0: Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's definitely a start. Something, like, just to chew on. I I, I think being pointed in the right direction is just as important. Uh, for, for you, Eric, like, in your interactions um, with females, like, what have you done to prepare yourself to, like, not engage in like what you perceive as like negative male behavior and what do you wish like in your interactions with females that they can like empower you to just keep being whoever you want to be
1: um hmm i feel like dating is is interesting because it's one of those it, i feel like it's a it's a it's a game or an interaction that is kind of based on this sort of deception where you're you're trying to like put your best foot forward mm. and kind of like hide all of the horrible things about you <laughs> that will inevitably right. surface and i sometimes wonder if it wouldn't be a better um like a a better tactic to just go in and just be like hi my name is eric Like, these are the things that are horrible about me. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) As a sort of, like, maybe, like, weaponized insecurity. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to bring up all of the things that make me feel uncomfortable now. Right. And if it doesn't scare you away, then, you know, maybe that's a good sign. Because you're bound to find out about these things sooner or later. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I don't know.
2: I think, like, I... I I have done that before. And, um... Like, I'm no a dating expert, but, like... I think one thing that I've learned is that, like... You can't rush things, and the only way to have a relationship is just to have it. And, like, you can't, like, skip forward in the steps, you know? Like...
0: But you also don't need to play games, I guess.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, because whether you if someone's going to like you they're going to like you and if someone's not going to like you and eventually leave you they're going to not like you and eventually leave you it just depends on how long it's going to take to get to that point how long do you are you able to like play games you know so it's hard there's no there's no magic formula you know there's no like strategy to get you know someone who you like love to be with you forever or whatever you just kind of have to do it and hope for the best and accept whatever happens
0: yeah i guess but like outside of dating too even like in your friendships or like people that you meet for the first time you know i'm wondering
2: besides like yeah i mean like what is like advice that you would do you have advice that you're like looking for to make people feel more self-confident if we're going back to that
0: just laugh at all my jokes april (laughs) (laughs) just that's it bottom line everybody just laugh at all my jokes all the time Mm -hmm. no because then because then i get insecure because then i'm like wait will people just think i'm the funny girl like and there's nothing else to me that i can't be serious oh no you know like (laughs) and then i made a documentary about it (laughs) 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 That's this is the first- to
2: that.
0: <laughs> no, this is the first time I haven't talked about the the documentary at the beginning. Actually, oh yeah, oh, yeah.
1: That. Um, you know, one of the things I I have been aspiring to, but failing miserably at, is trying to present like a unified version of myself. Um, outside of work, because work is like its entirely um, own beast. Right. But um. You know like when you hang out with a certain group of friends and you start to adopt like a certain persona to fit in with that group of friends and then the two groups of friends end up talking to each other and they're just like, yeah, the Eric that you're describing is totally different from the Eric that I know.
2: What, what? are the two what are the two versions? Well, or what uh, are two versions. Or or I mm, like I, I
1: I feel like um, I'm I, I can be more assertive. Um when I'm around like maybe like business school friends, or or, or I, I can I I, I sometimes feel um, more free um, to speak my mind or or be critical around certain groups of friends, mm-hmm. um, because they have a uh, an experience of me uh, that's more candid and more honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know I, I might tiptoe slightly more or be more tactful around other people, mm-hmm. um, but I'm trying to kind of reconcile all of those things into like a norm, like a normal Eric. Right. Like a baseline. Um because I feel like it's it's sometimes like the easy way out to kind of twist and conform and change your personality based on who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sometimes there's like a like a a, a a a courage or like a bravery in just trying to be that constant no matter where you are like Um, who
2: you really feel you are right right
1: instead of who you feel like people want you to be right yeah yeah yeah
2: what's the version around us eric are you Um, very nice (laughs) i feel like
1: i feel like i'm less confrontational around you guys and i feel like i'm less um i feel like i'm i'm less critical about things um yeah yeah and I also feel like it, it's it's weird because we've known each other for such a long time. I almost feel like, um, like the way I act around you guys is the way that I've acted, like maybe since high school. Uh-huh. Um, because it's just kind of like that's that's when we started um, hanging out and 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 getting comfortable with each other. And I feel like that's not a level of comfort that I'm. Um, I'm comfortable like being at with other people and so it's just there's like a a different degree of trust there um where I, I I've yeah I might I might feel the the need to act more mature or my age or whatnot oh around business control? around or just like around people I've left I've met later in my life like I don't feel weird acting like a teenager around you guys because I've known you guys since I was a teenager <laughs> if that makes sense
2: yes yeah how, so how have, how's that been going? Have you been feeling like you've been able to do that? And it's, it's been,
1: it's been difficult. Um, but I feel like, I feel like it's, it's, hmm. Like, okay, so. I've started doing it, I think it's it's the the most difficult part of it is kind of describing my experience um, to people who maybe haven't had that type of experience um and so like it sometimes comes across as very racist towards white people <laughs> <laughs> Go on <laughs> Well like 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 I just I I like there are, there are different like privileges that I feel like I'm very aware of that not a lot of um of people spend a lot of time thinking about um, in terms of, like, racial privilege. And so I feel like the, these sorts of privileges were highlighted in my business school experience mm-hmm. because um, it is predominantly white and male um, culture. And I I, I I feel like when I would bring that up... Um, Like I feel like some of my Asian American business school colleagues would like nod, and others would be like, "That's really racist, Eric." Mm -hmm. Like, um, and yeah, um, it's it's I think that's kind of been the struggle for me is is bringing up things I feel strongly about, but Mm -hmm. not they aren't necessarily views that are shared by everyone, so it ends up sounding very, um, I don't know, like bitter or competitive or. Judging, um, yeah, yeah, you
0: definitely have to like kind of gauge the temperature of the room to right. figure out if like you can have those conversations.
2: Right. Have you encountered stuff like that? I mean, like, your documentary is you know pretty <laughs> yeah. loaded like racially, so when you describe it or show it to other people, do you how do you have? I feel like
0: um, it's it's funny because and I I know I'll be dealing with this for like however long I want to put the documentary out there. I think there's like a couple ways to. Um, to take it like I have a lot of people who have, people of color who like are like, wow, this is great, this happens in my culture you know like this is how it expresses itself like um, like I would read like I'd go to like a classroom full of like psychology students and like a lot of you know the Latinos responded in a way that it felt like, oh I've had similar experiences where you know like, you know like my father was never very expressive and that's this and this and this and like it just created more silence around different issues right and then I have like um people who've grown up in like very uh maybe waspy situations where and that for some people who don't know is like white Anglo-Saxon Protestant or whatever and and it, you know like maybe they're from like these kinds of um more, you know, they grew up more around like a homogenous kind of like very um, specific type of Christian, uh, you know, white household, male, you know, patriarchal, and, and there wasn't the same kinds of conversations. So in that way, like they want to identify, but I feel like they minimize the experience of an Asian American by saying, oh, yeah, it's not just... Asian Americans and I'm like yes but I'm I'm talking from my context like please recognize my context because I get it like maybe you guys had you know a lot of people who were on Zoloft and you know nobody got to talk about it or these these terrible things happened in your family and nobody got to talk about it. like yes let's talk about that but I'd also like to speak about my own culture and educate you so um, if you could just Accept that what I'm saying is about Asian Americans in this context of the documentary that would be really helpful, and then you make fun of them <sighs> behind their backs definitely <laughs> no, no, I, I like you have to recognize whenever those experiences come up and it's just like you're part of like a a a, a brotherhood or a sisterhood or whatever you know like humanhood <laughs> about you know these kinds of traumas that people face and then how people deal with them, whether they're you know swept under the rug or. You know people are openly ridiculed or you know uh it just it just depends wait what was the original question even like how to how do we um how do because i Eric is. eric
2: is talking, talking about, about white no eric privilege. is talking about no we're talking
1: about the, the the different versions of myself and i was saying that the hardest one to reconcile is like these very strong and intense feelings i have about these racial issues that can rub people the wrong way if you come on too strong or if you bring them up in the wrong context, but is very integral to, I feel, who I am. Um,
0: Right, yeah. And I think it's kind of... um, If people aren't on the same page as you like about racism being not just about prejudice, but also about structures of power, then, you know, I feel like racism... Like, then... You know, people are allowed to say that reverse racism exists, which I don't agree with. I mean, prejudice exists on all different kinds of levels. You know, between between Asians, even right. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that, um, like, most recently, I had a situation at work where someone's like, "Wait, Chinese people eat sushi," and I was just like, (laughs) like face plant, like you know, just or you know, palm and face or whatever. Just like, are you kidding me? And I think he didn't mean to be. To make a generalization but he he doesn't have enough exposure to asian culture um in the sense of asians in asia and like you know do chinese people he's never seen them eat sushi but like that's like saying do mexican people eat sushi do black people eat sushi because you you've never seen people in africa eat sushi like do you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. just this widespread and then and then sometimes like people will make asian jokes and i've chose not to laugh I've chosen not to laugh at them anymore and just kind of go, hmm. Mm. <laughs>
2: or sometimes I'll, oh Do oh, oh, oh. you laugh at other race jokes? Or just not Asian jokes?
0: Uh, It depends on the person who's telling it and if if there's consent in the room. Like, like I've had someone say, like, oh, that person on Orange is the New Black is, like, shucking and jiving. And, like, we're allowed to laugh about it because she was making a specific reference, you know, to like a type of character caricature that sometimes you know um black actors or actresses are you know you know are like a representation of them right but if it's like a white person who said that that would be completely different like i would be like whoa whoa (laughs) like it's just like it's like definitely a context i know that we're like completely Mm -hmm. off the masculinity no no no. but,
1: but it's it's interesting
0: yeah we got there we got there,
2: <laughs> we've ended up here, well, I think that's I don't know I think that's a good discussion. What do you guys think? yeah, I'm we're nearing a, an hour and a half here so I just wanted to oh, wow, well, that would well we had all that beginning time where we were okay. just I just started
0: recording, but yeah, we probably do need to close up because we we have to um, start the next one, yes. whatever we're talking about for the yeah. next one, but um I don't know if we should end on that or if um did you... Do we have any audience questions?
2: No. No audience questions. Um, and I didn't write any quizzes. It's been a while, guys. Like, I've forgotten how this is done. So I've kind of dropped the ball a little bit. But um, is there any particular way... You, any particular uh, thing you want to do to wrap it up?
0: We did talk about, like, ways um, that Eric would want to redefine masculinity. Um... Do you want to like tell a funny story? You have a funny story. On cue, tell a funny On story. On cue,
1: tell a funny story. Oh, I already told the funny story about the parallel parking. Yeah. <laughs> like that was my story contribution. <laughs> um, okay. Hmm. Well. Uh,
0: well. Okay. So. I don't know if you've ever thought about having like a family, you know, like having kids and things like that. Or even when you're talking to your high schoolers, what kinds of ideas of masculinity are you trying to pass on to them? What
2: do you mean talking to your high schoolers?
1: What's that? What do you mean talking to my high schoolers? Oh, I am a, 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 a well, I was a youth advisor um, at the church that I attend. It's a, the Unitarian Universalist Church of Santa Monica. Um, which is, it's a church, but like not everyone who goes there believes in God. And not everyone who goes there believes in the same thing, even really. Um, there are atheists who attend. Um, so it's very interesting in a whole separate conversation. Um, but I feel like a lot of what I mean, I haven't, I feel like I haven't been talking to them very much about masculinity. Sure, no, because but our, not like our, well, specific our, conversations, yeah, right? Well, our, our, our current class is. Um, like overwhelmingly female for one reason or another. Um, The last trip that we went on had, I think it was like 10 females and three males. Mm. Um, But I feel like the, um, the the sorts of things that we do talk about when we talk about what it is to like be a good person often involve um, maintaining an open mind and to not kind of put down the beliefs of others um just because they happen to be different from yours um to kind of really give them um the the respect that they deserve um and 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 to to listen to them and to not just dismiss anything outright um just cuz it's different that sort of thing
0: is that hard to like pass on to high schoolers or do you find that they're more open to those kinds of things
1: it's you know what i've what i've noticed is that um Atheism has become really cool, um, and so I think part of what's difficult, um, that I found difficult in, in talking with uh, the high schoolers, is to um, get them to open their minds and maybe be more tolerant of people who believe in like monotheistic religions or just atheism in general. Um, I, I've heard them say things like, I, I, I don't understand how anyone could believe in a God. And it's like, well, but like, just hold on <laughs> because there there are plenty of people who who do believe those sorts of things. Um, and it, I think it's important to, um, at least try to understand or, or, or to, yeah, to, to, to try to understand where they're coming from. Hmm. Yeah. And, right. and to not be like openly just dismissive of it. Mm-hmm
0: yeah okay cool thank cool. you well thank you eric uh i think we're just gonna close up this time with like you know um singing yep do it
1: what song
2: any song
0: about how to be a man Mulan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, how does it start
0: oh i'm sorry
2: feedback
1: yeah. Oh, how does it start? I know, do I can do do hear do. the like, percussion, but I can't can hear, get
2: the, the first... I can hear the percussion. And this is the
0: part where we actually yeah. transition to the song, even though we don't have rights oh, to it. right
1: sons. that right? There we go. <laughs> Let's get down to business to defeat
2: the, the Huns. Huns,
1: right? <laughs> boom, boom.
2: Why did they send me daughters when, when I asked for sons? sons?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bye, everybody. Well, Wait, we- We're
1: gonna cut this out, right? <laughs> We'll see.